The audio is recording. We're not live I mean, yet. We're not live yet. We are not live. Here I am with Natty. Ah! Yeah, we had to do some last minute shit, and this is going to be great. Lovely. All right. Camera's recording. That camera's recording. This mic is on. The audio is on. This mic is on. And we are live. All righty. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Basic Conversations. Today we have a very special episode. This is my boy Natty. It's cracking. It's cracking. There he is. There's a second mic somewhere over here. I mean, second cam over here. What's cracking? Uh, dear friend, and this is something we have planned for a little bit. And again, this was all sudden. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, Natty, can you care to explain yourself a little bit? Of course. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? So just so y'all know, we're what, like three pods in the basic podcast right now? Five. five. Oh, technically five because you did two other ones. Yes. So long story short, you know, me and basic, we go way back. You know, I knew him by his government name, which I shall not say <laughs> for legal reasons. But um, yeah, no, I actually met basic through my homie bogus shout out to bogus bogus the kid music coming very very soon know, like three four years ago now I yeah think. something well yeah. actually nah bro we're talking like we're talking like 2017 down here like 2018 right there for real yeah because here's the thing we knew we, we were like we knew of each other and kind of hung out before uh-huh. like 2018 2019 but we really didn't hang out till like after COVID. Yeah. Like out like we knew about each other and we're like oh yeah i'm cool with him no. like we've done stuff but okay. like but it wasn't like, oh, like, you know, like that's bogus is homie. That wasn't yeah, like, it wasn't like we were like doing shit, you know, like it's really hard to say. Because, yeah, we would just, I mean, we would just go over like for that little anime times we mm-hmm. did yeah. to hang out. Yeah. Um, well, do shout the, out to anime. Doing the numbers for Did real. the music video. I still remember the birthday celebration there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. It's it's We go back. But yeah, just not to dragging on too long because fun fact y'all know i drag shit out because i can't yeah um but yeah no we met through my homie bogus and then kind of just from there we've kept the brotherhood kind of kept the friendship and then basically was like yo i do these podcasts and i was like yo i do audio and then like we merge forces and then now we bring you today's episode which oh, is yes we got some fun stuff um actually some also not so fun stuff but i mean we're gonna do it all Yes, sir. We're gonna do it all. So yeah, you know, I'm your boy. I'm I'm a producer, by the way. If I didn't already mention that, creative, entrepreneur, um, play guitar predominantly, and um, I make music that scares the hoes. <laughs> He's so, um, scared the hoes. Scare the hoes music. I'm just saying, if it doesn't do that, is it my music? Probably not. Is that what you want to do, Nanny? What I, do you What do you want to attract besides the hoes? Then here's the thing. I don't want to attract hoes. I want to attract foes. Foes. Yeah, because I want ops. No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm bullshitting. I'm bullshitting. I'm bullshitting. Um, to be honest, though, actually, I want to make music that just inspires people. So, you know, with art really in general. That. So we all doing that. Yes, sir. Now, what are we going to do in today's episode? You tell me, Mr. Basic John, what we got on the docket. What are we spitting on today? Well, before, Respectfully. <laughs> what, what are we spitting on right now? <laughs> Before we get into that, I do since you gave yourself a little intro, I didn't think about it. I should 
for those that don't already know, and I mean, we'll dive into it at another time and probably get into what I feel about it, but I'm also a supervisor in warehousing, but I do photography and trying to do these podcasts that, again, we're, this will be our sixth episode, but mm-hmm. I'm Shout excited to, to see how we expand into it. And of course, throughout the different episodes, you'll find out more to where, where we're going with everything. But I did want to get into, so we planned this little assortment out. And the first thing we do want to talk about for those that are interested is, uh, I wish we should have, I wish we should have practiced his pronunciation of his name. Oh, dude. Hey, we're about to butcher this name. Just so y'all know, we're about to try this, but it it probably won't go well, to be honest. So I was talking about uh, to Natty about just different things that were going on. And one thing that kind of stuck out to me the most, like within the last week was, I've been recently getting back into sports mm. uh, slowly, like watching the Cowboys. My friend, Sheesh. my friend got me started with the Cowboys, and so now I'm just an overall okay. I'm trying to get back into sports here, like okay. watch. I guess just Keep at least the, the Texas, the Texas teams. Got you. So Cowboys, and then the right. Rangers won the World Series. I'm glad I was able to watch most of that. Shout out, yeah, shout out Rangers real. fans. You know, Fucking hey, Rangers. people's hating. They was on the Texans' saw, ass, and then now y'all did it. Yo. Shout out. Um, so, since getting back into the sports, um, I heard about this show, show high Otani is how I'm going to say his name. Sorry if I butcher his name, though. But I just heard he's a great player. Uh, he's Japanese. I don't know his age. And I just heard he was like the hype for because he was an open agent now and that was like the big talk of like oh damn who's gonna go i heard uh the only two teams i did know was dodgers and rangers were looking into i'm not sure who else was really looking but i was like okay i was really hoping for the rangers of course because that would have been like another story like you know free agent which by the way just for context because i can actually add some context to this conversation so back in the day like i want to say mid to 2010s i got into this anime okay called major for those of you who know what this anime is y'all are real ones so it was probably one of the bigger animes that baseball yeah baseball but not just any base because like okay sports anime gets a bad rep for relatively being mundane Uh typically compared to other types of stories within the manga and anime space but there are few that rise to the ranks that just do something magical and Major was one of them because it follows this main character from his childhood because his dad was like a professional baseball player, but in the Japanese leagues. Okay. And you follow him from like, you know, adolescence to then, you know, um, elementary school kind of, or like, I guess, primary school or whatever they would mm-hmm. call it in Japan. And then from there, you follow him to middle school and then you follow him from middle school to high school. So like each of them are like seasons and arcs, right? Okay. But then he has this like kind of final arc where he Ooh. goes into prose oh. and he goes to like the US and Damn. it's like this whole thing. And although Major isn't as big as Slam Dunk, which uh-huh. Slam Dunk, it like I've heard of Slam it Dunk. changed how J- Japan looked at sports. Okay. From the manga basketball, you know what uh-huh. I mean? So it's like that's its own thing, right? Takahiki Ino, he did Vagabond, went uh-huh. to go do a bunch of dope shit. Real, another one by like a wheelchair basketball, all this shit, right? What do you? I heard Blue Lock is a really good yes, one. Yes, that's soccer, bro. Blue Lock. Here's the thing: it get hate. It gets hate. Uh huh. But for the most part, it's a pretty solid story in the sense uh-huh. of it attacks the ego aspect of sports. Because usually, like, 
most sports anime are team based. Okay. Like it's the character development of the main character and an assortment of other characters who are relatively relatable to the reader, right? Uh-huh. But with Blue Lock, it's like, no, it's dealing with like alphas and like okay. dudes who want to be the best. Yeah. But they're all in the same place trying to like, you know, become more or some shit. Okay. Um, but to be honest, I haven't read past chapter 10, so I'm still reading it. But <laughs> I I, to bring this back to our boys, Shohei Otani, why I think this is dope is because this, his story is like a microcosm of like the Japanese spirit uh-huh. that seeps into like other things that they do. Cause like I'm a, like an avid observer of oh, just okay. like that type of stuff. Yeah. And like from that anime of major, it's funny. Like that anime and manga got me into more into baseball than being in the U.S. Like around like you know Dominicans, like people who are like yeah. doing baseball like all the time, right? Yeah. And it's crazy because like they have this mentality. Like if you break into like the pros, like you are representing your country. Yeah. No. And I feel real. like a lot of just professionals that are Japanese, I, I know it's not for all of them, but uh-huh. like a good majority, like this dude's story, if you're getting 680 million, pretty much rounding up to 700, let's just be yeah. safe, right? 700 mil on your contract. It's not common behavior to defer that payment. Oh Especially yeah. early on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you can imagine just some dudes just like blowing money when they first get it, not knowing Boom. what to do. You hear, like, I, I hear stories from basketball side because mm-hmm. that was my sport I still keep up with, right? Uh-huh. But like, this dude is like, yo, pay me a little bit on the front end yeah. so I don't go crazy, right? Yeah. And imagine, bro, later in his ye- years, this nigga's gonna get bread. He's gonna have, a, like, he's gonna have more money than he would have because he's gonna, like, not blow through because mm-hmm. he has less of it. And then on top of that, even if he does fuck that up, he has so much opportunity to recoup and go back again. So it's just. I know we're like kind of overeating this to Loki, but I just really want to point out like this is like one of them situations where I'm like, that's like a character based decision. Like somebody on his team was like, yeah, we're going to make a good business decision. He's like, yeah, I want to do nah. this because of this. At least that's what I'm reading, right? Who the fuck knows? Pretty, but but that's what I'm seeing from this situation. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing it perfectly, honestly, because that's the thing. Like all I again, all I know, he's like a great pitcher. He's so he's a pitcher. Uh, and that's where I'm just like, OK, the Dodgers really spent money on keeping him. Like, I don't think. I mean, shit, you I mean that's to, why like, I wish I knew his age because even then I don't shit, even I know the stats. age cap. I don't even know the age cap from like most major pros. So fair, like, fair, yeah, like what? Their like, years dude, are. you're ten years of of him being in the Dodgers, and like after that point, is which it, is also is a commitment really, too. Like, yeah. like Loki, like how would like what would be the way of buying out of that contract if you wanted to trade? Like, what if they got oh, trashed like five years in? Does that fuck? Up, does that right. mess up the bag? Does he still get the seven hundred? That's true. That's wild. I'm just saying. Like, that would know. be weird. Like if it's, everything just started fucking up, he's a, <laughs> damn becomes like the worst player, bro. All of it. It's just like we we're all like hyping so, him up. So anxiety shit. comes through. That's, hey, pressure. That that's one thing to be said though. Like imagine you have. Like, you worked all your life. Fucking went, went ham. Damn. And then you see those, like, seven, eight, nine digits yeah. on a piece of paper. <laughs> like, will you be the same dude? He's like, now I gotta live up to a hype. Yeah, like, you know, and hold up now. Like, what am I gonna do? Which, shout out to LeBron for living up to the hype. That real ass, you know, nigga. Anyway. What do you mean? Like, him making... I mean, just like, imagine, as far as he went? Bro, he went... As far cr- as- well, here's the thing. Of... This I haven't is, been watching basketball. No, no, I get you. I get you. Okay. Trust me. I'm going to do like low contact. Okay. You, you, you shouldn't eat too much. With LeBron, what makes his case for his greatness mm-hmm. very difficult to like go against oh, yeah. is because he had such high expectations given to him at such an early age. Like imagine 
your high school career of just basketball, which is usually like your formative career. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you probably spent middle school working on your technique and shit like that. But then high school is really where you try to really get, yeah. you know, go AU and all this shit. Right. This dude had like NBA players going to see him. Okay. Like okay. in his basketball games, right? Hey, at high school. I just known he was like popular at high school, like but with the basketball. Like, I didn't exactly. know. Exactly. No, he was like popular, popular. But like he was like the dudes that get like Austin Rivers and all them that have crazy basketball mixtapes. Like he was going crazy. Like Zion Will- Williamson type vibes. But like what separates him from most other people that are in that conversation, even from high school, like Kobe, he was like, same deal, right? Yeah. What separates him from the others type of vibe is he had that greatness moniker that he tried. He didn't probably try to start the narrative, I wouldn't say, but the narrative definitely started when he entered the league. Mm -hmm. So it's like from high school to the league, which is already a whole thing in itself. Like very few people did like B. Lou and a couple other people. Mm -hmm. And then to make things worse, it's like, yo, like James, you know, the idea of like, being a dominant force, no one really be able to do anything. Like he mm-hmm. kind of like Shaq, but then also having like the mentality and the skill of like you know these other point guards and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, great shooter. Shooter. Well, yeah. that's a lie. He didn't really have a jump shot, but he oh. was able to get his points where he needed to get them, and he was uh-huh. very intelligent. So it's like all these expectations and shit put on him, and he was able to still rise to the occasion. Granted, he failed along the way quite a bit. Like Dallas Mavericks, he had like a season with them in the finals where he collapsed, uh-huh. broke down, hurts his GOAT conversation a lot. Damn. But keep in mind, this nigga's had this type of like expectation put on him, on him since high school. Yeah. So it's like, it's like in comparison, because, uh, you know, we don't look up the stats just yet. We're still figuring this shit out. But <laughs> however old our boy Otani is, like 700 mil, mm-hmm. you know, 10-year contract willing to take the two mil until to defer like the 68 mil later like i see a dude who is aware of like the opportunities in front of him oh yeah and being like i don't want to waste it oh no that's what i that's like from my limited knowledge of the situation without a doubt which i think is dope as fuck shout out to the dude shout out to shohei shout out to shohei man like I'm excited. I'm probably gonna have to pay attention to the Dodgers a little bit just to see where he where he goes. Shit, same. Yo, speaking of paying attention, bro. Last night, did you see Kaisenat's stream? No, I didn't. Dog. So Nikki came on Kaisenat's stream. Okay. And um, for the world, and for those who maybe didn't watch, we finally got to see Mrs. Minaj partake in the AMP shenanigans, and some, and one of my favorite clips from the night. Is the queen, Barb's. Don't get mad at me. I'm fully an appreciator of the queen. She twerked for the people. She twerked for the she people. She twerked for the bro. people, man. And it was just, you know, I have my thoughts. He on, said, on, I on, have my thoughts. I have my oh, thoughts no. on these things. All of them are irrelevant. Could, All of them are irrelevant. I just want y'all to know. I have to. I was incredibly happy. Okay. See, just I have like, to just, see this for myself. No, see, hold up. Now, see, now I got to find it. Because if I don't find this for my dog, just hold up now. You got to talk to the people real quick. So, I got I to get this going. Because this is, this is a must-react piece of clip for my guy. Just give me one second here. We're, we're going to get this loaded. So one of, the, one of the few clips I've seen was he did it with Ice Spice. Yes. Uh, yes. That one was pretty nice. They did a little dance. You know, I want to. First thing, let's see what he's doing. Really? First no. thing. First thing. Got it. And they already got the live up. Hold up. Hold up. Got best, best moments. moments. No, we got to have the best. Oh, my fault. My fault. My fault. I got it. I got it. Oh. I got it. I got yes, it. Sir. I got it. I got it. Got a nigga. Oh, 
What's up? What they? Oh, we got the Christmas light. Is that her right there? Yes, sir. Hold on. I'm gonna try and fast forward to the special moment. Special moment. Special moment. Oh, we're out there. I gotta find it. Gotta find it. Keep in mind, or everybody was just moment. like cheesing. Cheesing now. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, man. who's all in the room? There it is. There it is. Okay. Oh, she's getting into it. Oh, product placement. Of course. Oh, he said, I don't care about him. It's not there. No, it's coming. No, it's coming. It's right around here. Oh, there was. Are they playing new music or? This music, oh, yeah, so they got a muted because you know, legal reasons. Yeah. Oh, there it is. They're coming. Come right here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, the holy cut. They're not gonna put it on the YouTube. All I'm gonna say is, y'all, it was a beautiful time for the culture. Specifically, when I say culture, I mean me. All right, <laughs> amazing, amazing. But no, okay, so. I bring that up because I actually want to have a, I wanted to talk about this for the pod. All right. So I've been noticing just like Kaisenat being probably a symptom of this more recently, but like dog dude, streamers are like for sure in my personal opinion, like the new rappers, the new rappers, they're the new rappers, bro. Cause like think, okay, I'm rappers are never going to like a content. I'm talking purely from a social, like conversation, like the proverbial water pool conversation of society. Uh People who have like influence to influence the next generation, which there are many political, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But as far as the kids' eyes are concerned, from what I'm seeing and what I'm like perceiving, uh-huh. bro, it's these like content creators, these podcasters, yeah. these streamers who are like are building an audience from their authentic personality and what they believe in and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. And what I'm noticing with just like the newer generation of kids, like they could give a fuck if you have an aesthetic platform. They could give a fuck if you're like, you know, a big name brand like what are you mm-hmm. for what are you standing for like, exactly with, and with kai like one thing i noticed because like if you see the clips of him and you just see the highlights like i don't know if you're familiar with the riot that happened earlier this year with him where it's like he had a uh, bunch of fans they came out started a riot got the dude in jail he started uh, streaming from jail what which, the? bro whole other thing right but it's just like it's almost like a movie uh-huh how much like these like creators have sway over this newer generation yeah like it's kind of wild and it's kind of similar to how hip-hop and rap uh-huh. sort of formulated i would say the millennial kind of like our generation i mm-hmm. guess more or less because it's like music was such a big part <clears throat> now we can talk for days about how streaming kind of fucked that up in terms of the um magic of music kind mm-hmm. of with more technology kind of like blurring the line between like an artist and just like another dude in his bedroom yeah you can argue that right like yeah. the death of the superstar all this stuff okay but like with shit like this because you got to think, like, Nicki Minaj is from that era where it's like, there was a time when both me, you, and Alive, where Nicki Minaj was, like, the rookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if you think about it, like, she was, like, the newer person on the block. Like, there was no little, like, there was yeah. Lil' Kim and, like, Missy Elliott and Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude. She was one of the. She was one of the newer persons that one. definitely one of the most prominent females. Dog. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, if you look at the Barb community. Mm-hmm. Barb community? Yeah, that's like her fan base, like the Barbies. Like oh, the Barbs. okay, okay. My guy, dude, dangerous. Which, once dangerous. again, Barbs, I love Nikki. I appreciate Nikki. Twerking Nikki is great. 
I love y'all. Don't hate me. Please, I love you. But yeah, I just felt this. It's just very good to bring up because, like, bro, streaming, like, the culture around it, even the personality, because Kai Sinat, like, if you just look at his highlights, Uh I got distracted. Like, you would think he's just like this, you know, clickbaity, super just like whatever the fuck kind of guy. But Uh I was like on the stream actually, like, watching it and shit. I'm like, yo, this dude's just. Just a normal ass young dude, just having uh-huh. fun. Yeah. Just like, you know, dude saying wild, bro, like saying the craziest shit on stream. And he has to like go bot them. Like, yo, yeah. Ryan, kick him. Yo, ban him. Like, like, just like really like actually taking initiative uh-huh. to like make sure, you know, the younger audience still can take part in yeah. the content they're making. Okay, okay. Even though it's still very much like vulgar to a degree, right? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you could argue, you know. There's always an arguable point. Some Karen, some Karen out there is gonna be like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just brought it up because I'm like, dude, like, it's an interesting wave I'm seeing. Like these moments with Nicki Minaj. He had Offset on his podcast. Yeah, I mean, I well, not podcast, that. but uh, his um stream. Yeah. And like Offset, like hit him up afterwards. Like, yo, yeah, like this was a dope experience. Like, yeah. thank you, I had fun. Mm-hmm. Which he said now, it was like one of the first times. Yeah, ex- I heard about exactly. that story. But then, like now, check this out. Counteract that with like I don't know if you heard about her, Bobby Altoff. Uh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That one chick that like kind of took funny Marco's swag, and then like I'm I'm interested into seeing where she's going because I kind of pay attention to her. She she seems she re- to still be going ham. Yeah, from what I she see. recently did some Botox and all that. Yeah, and that was like, Bobby oh, Lee. Yeah. It was like Bobby Lee. It was a whole thing. But like the reason why I bring her up is like you have her have Offset on her podcast, uh-huh. and you see how like. She totally, even though she kind of didn't fumble the bag and still was able to leverage it sort uh-huh. of a way, like Offset very much came on that platform. He had a totally different energy than yeah. he was that guy. Now, yeah. granted, he still had fun, but it was like, oh, you trying to shit on me. Like, you're mm. not even trying to like get to know me or nothing like that. Mm. Like, it was like a whole bit that she's been doing. Yeah, because pu- of the whole root thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But it's like, you got Kai over here and all these other dudes at AMP, even fucking Phantom. Bro. I don't know how Phantom found a way to indoctrinate himself within the newer generation, uh-huh. but he, them kids love this dude. You know what I mean? Like he's immortalized himself. Like, and these are like just case studies. You got other dudes like the Q, was XQC. Uh-huh. He's like a gamer. He's, he does esports to my knowledge, or he just does gaming streaming, but he okay. also does like live streaming. Yeah. And then you got this other dude who's hella cap named NMP. So many people. I can name so many people like Valkyrie, fucking all these guys, and they're all. St- they're all built their brands uh-huh. from like Twitch or like yeah. YouTube, just streaming, sitting in front of like a screen, having yeah. fun, playing whatever the fuck they're doing. And it's just so interesting to me that like these superstars that were like sort of, um, I guess the poster childs uh-huh. of previous generations of popularity and media are now like, not for relevancy, because I don't think Nicki Minaj has to fight for relevancy, uh-huh. but like to stay in front of another audience they're a pre like them her getting on his platform Lil baby getting on his platform offset getting on his mm-hmm. platform 21 savage getting on his platform drake kind of showing up every once in a while like yeah you see the love you see the appreciation for what they do and it's very interesting to me they're the new rappers yeah like i just see it they they they're forming culture as is and i just mm-hmm. thought it was a i just kind of want to bring it out to the audience you know what i mean the podcast cause i just felt like it's something that it was a conversation i was having with myself all uh-huh. week and i'm like Dog, we got to talk about this because this is just something like crazy. And then I saw the Nicki Minaj thing uh-huh. last night, and I'm like, no, we got to talk about this. And I feel that like, because, and that that's where I get to the point. I'm like, the whole bit thing with like Bobby is 
that's something I wouldn't want to strive for is just we like we have right now we have objectives where we're, we're trying to achieve and I agree with that if you do things wholeheartedly and for the fun yeah the enjoyment uh, of it, yes the game of it I'm really excited to see where things go now nah, I gotta screw this eh. um but do you think mm. do you think there's any limitations to having fun or is it how you approach things because that's how i feel like mm. that's one thing i'm always afraid of is because we'll as we get into like deep conversations as well or um i guess depending on the guests we invite uh do you think we'll ever reach limitation where we're like oh maybe we sh- that person is not an acceptable person or we get into a man debated talk that's a great question. Cause that's, that's what that's I only really get afraid of, like the whole cancel like culture type of things, yeah. or people's like start. I mean, but that's the thing. You're always gonna encounter people who are judgmental. I would agree. Like, um, especially when you give your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have like a thought that maybe you believe in type of thing, mm-hmm. it would only make sense for there to be somebody to think the opposite, and not sense in the sense of it should happen, but like. The possibility shouldn't be a surprising reality, mm-hmm. if that makes sense for me. And, right? And I get, would you say you're someone that uh, that cares if how the, I guess, the reaction goes or the thought of others? Um, no, which is a problem for uh-huh. me. I would, I would say it's more of a problem than it is a benefit. It can be a benefit, and most people tend mm-hmm. to use that type of mentality, like. If some people, if you say something and you don't really care what other people think, because uh-huh. I'm somewhat of a recovering people pleaser, uh-huh. so I used to heavily care about what people thought, but um, I forget the moment in particular. But uh-huh. it was definitely something within like my college career, uh-huh. to where I had kind of like a click of like, well, outside of my family, what would they do for me? Like you know, it was like kind of like that realization of yeah. like my people pleasing came from a lack of like a. It came from a place of lack, so I try to overcompensate with the lack. So mm-hmm. these days, it's just like, yo, if I genuinely think this or if this is how I feel, I'll say it. But as I get older, I've learned, even though I may want to say this, I may have to say it in such a way that the other person can receive what I'm saying, yeah. right? But as far as like niggas reacting to what I say and shit, like I, I think I've developed a pretty solid parameter of like, I don't care if it's my honest thought. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do care is if it offends you or if it makes yeah. you feel lesser than, in which case I would love for people to tell me. But the biggest problem with who I am and how like not caring what other people yeah. think, there are there are times where it does affect them. And I have to ask them to explain to me how it affects them mm-hmm. because I don't even process how it affected them because my intent wasn't what their emotional reaction caused mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like for instance just random example that's not a real example but just to give an example like let's say i had again an argument with uh, my brother because i text him something and then he calls me he's like yo i don't like how you text that to me i'm like okay well then why not proceeds to explain why and i'm like oh damn you're right uh-huh. given what i texted and what the conversation or the context around that situation you are 100% right. I am in the wrong. Uh-huh. And I'm one of the very few people I would assume to be like, yeah, I'm wrong. How do I write this? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not I'm not going to sit on my high horse of my reaction yeah. because it's my reaction. Now, will I agree with my reaction? Yeah. Yes, because I'm like, nigga, I thought that shit through. I have that opinion for a fucking reason. Okay. But... 
that does that shouldn't allow me to be rigid uh-huh. and not mold and grow into understanding yeah. maybe what your side is right yes, so i'm weird in that regard i very much don't give a fuck uh-huh. but it's like my don't give a fuck comes from a extreme of always giving a fuck and so i had to like i went to another extreme and then i learned tact mm-hmm. which is dude yo Everybody who's watching this podcast right now, please, if there is one thing you can take from this podcast that's like a life skill or something that can heighten your life, if you just took it, understand the concept of tact. Like the ability to like take abrasive information and reduce the blow by choosing your words wisely. Like such a valuable fucking skill set like that most people just neglect yeah. due to ego or lack of education. Yeah. So, you know, either or, right? And there are other reasons, but the main two that I've seen. So, yeah, dog, um, to answer your question, ultimately, like, yeah, dude, I I don't give a fuck about these niggas sometimes. Yeah. But it's like, I don't disregard them. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about your opinion unless you're trying to express something that might be wrong, in my opinion. So, Tag, I feel like I've... I feel like it now tag. Do you think that has, do you, do you think it only goes so far because I get to a point where like, I'm, I'm straight up as possible, but you yeah. know, now I'm bring I'm going to bring in like my job as a supervisor warehousing. Oh yes. The team. So now it's not even actually just that. I feel like, you know, doing the producing mm-hmm. and as you're trying to grow, um, are you afraid of like meeting, you know, executives mm. or other musicians, okay. artists where it, now you're getting into the lingo of business talk like so now yeah, now you, you have to play with words now and like no, contracts are yeah i see what you're saying like how do you feel about that dog like because I, I to be honest i hate it dude like because i am because again yeah. i i, we'll I feel like i am someone play. who's like straight to the point or but like the thing is being in warehousing yeah. like being straight to the point with like rules or lingo or how you want to maneuver it's like oh you have to approach things in a certain way sometimes or Mm. like you have to come with facts or evidence Uh, well let's talk about it because like for instance for for all those of y'all watching that'd be some bullshit that'd be happening at work sometimes but um i'm curious because i always like i just hear the random shit uh so when it comes to being in your workspace Uh uh-huh and the rules and regulations is the contention from you because the rules and regulations don't have a basis in logic uh-huh. in like the operations of the place or is it they have so much of a basis in logic that they don't leave room for like creative interpretation or like like freedom to operate how you operate like is it like the latter or the former kind of thing it's the former uh like there's no basis to the to the policies or i mean of course like you have to look over them but let's see let's get the people so i guess one of the recent things was just like you know vacation policy and that was just mm-hmm. they 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 saw that there was i guess employees taking advantage of that's their way of saying it is taking advantage of it but mm-hmm. in the end they're like okay now we got to limit it to business needs because that's what the policy says this and that mm. and i my boss i was telling me about it, i was like does it really say that though and she was like yeah this and that um i was like okay well i'm gonna read it and she's like okay well yeah, i mean uh 
I forgot exactly what she said. Uh, and that's what I was just like, okay. Yeah, well, I'm a, like, I just want to read it for myself. And mm-hmm. then I read it, and we actually had a meeting about it with the whole team. And they're like, how do y'all feel about this? Um, how do you approach this? The HR was there, like, how do you approach this? And then people are all like, okay, well, I thought we had limitations on this. And then I started talking. I was like, no, there's no limitations on this. This is what it says. And then in the end, like, our big big boss was just kind of like, okay, I guess we'll come back to it. Well, now they want to see... So right now my company overall is getting very strict with all these policies and stuff because the, the thing is they're trying to they're trying to get rid of people. Got it. Our our site is acquiring a different customer while we are losing a different customer. Mm-hmm. And so right now as the primary customer is leaving and the secondary one is slowly expanding, it's a we're primary. over we're over a headcount of of people. So now. Now they're trying to again. They're trying to, now yeah, they're trying okay. to get serious with all these policies and trying to find the best possible ways to get people, you Got know, you. in trouble. Got and you. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty annoying, dude. I, honestly, that just the context of that alone does. I, I see it now, kind of your mm-hmm. side of it, because it's like I don't mind being for rules and regulations. They're typically there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Usually, exactly. For, usually for exactly. like fairness or you know freedom to some degree ironically mm-hmm. enough as one may think but like dog i don't know like i feel like those situations that's sort of the game of the corporate world and it, it like, is like like you know what i mean it like is. it's like so you're playing for someone else's oh. dream you know so it's like you are also just as expendable as you are helpful so, so and that's why i kind of like asked about the business talk and stuff so mm. That's where I get lost and stuff or like how open can I really be? Because I get straight up with them sometimes. Yeah. But like it's again, I don't know what limitations I should cross where I'm like, okay, I get that. Now get this that. is stopping anything I can do. So uh, so I so but yeah. before you get into yeah. so I recently had a class I had to attend uh, and this one one of the uh, I guess teachers there, we had like three different teachers there. She was like head of oh she was head of HR. Uh, we had three different teachers there at this class that I had to attend, and well, one of the lady, one of the ladies, uh, she was like head of HR of some, I guess, section. Um, and then we got into the whole class, and there was these, these questions about like, oh, hey, is there favoritism, or um, do you think uh, there's people that have better advantages than that? Um, and yeah, we kind of like got into different conversations, but in my head, I'm like, what about, what about like actual relationships that you see in the warehouse or in the, and I get overall just job workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I'm not, everyone else in the room are different. They come from different sites and stuff mm-hmm. and who knows what they experience. But I know from what I experience, what do you, and, and they may also mention people like abusing power. So like, what do you do? when you see almost people, people see people abusing power mm-hmm. and then the people that are also in power are okay with that. So like, yeah, that's it's um, like, yo, no, no, dude, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think every industry has their form of that because actually I don't know why, because, but I can tell you what my personal theory is and how I go about it. Cause I'm in the entertainment industry, right? Mm-hmm. 
So entertainment industry is cutthroat as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know well, what I mean? As you can imagine, yeah. as you can imagine the corporate world, right? Similar thing. There's the corporate world in the music industry, corporate world in the entertainment industry. Um, and what I've noticed in those places, communication really seems to be the differentiator. Oh, there's a couple differentiators, but one of the main differentiators between the leaders and sort of the non-leaders, if you will, mm-hmm. because... Nothing stops you from being real and authentic in a business conversation. Mm -hmm. I think what makes that communication difficult is the intent of the results of that conversation. Because a majority majority of the time, bro, like, I'm not going to hold you. Like, if I'm talking to somebody that's an artist, typically, not always, but typically, because that's why there are very few great artists. Most artists don't tend to have a long-term time cycle. They think mm-hmm. they do, but it's more so they have a dream mm-hmm. and then they have a short-term plan. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you talk to them about their career or like try to advise or like try to help out with mm-hmm. where they're going, what problems they may have, mm-hmm. they will only listen as far as what they believe or will think. Yeah. Now that's an artist, right? Yeah. I haven't dealt with enough executives to have a conversation on executives, mm-hmm. but from my experience in sales, talking to other executives and people in higher positions than me, a lot of times that abuse of power starts, doesn't always end, but starts from a play, a capacity of capability. Mm-hmm. So they're able to exercise that authority because they're either in a position of power that they've acquired through the climbing up so because of the suffering, they deem their actions vi- like allowable because mm-hmm. they've suffered enough to have that freedom of voice, mm-hmm. even though they should still be exercising the same level of tact as a lower position. Like even though they're a C-level executive, mm-hmm. they should still be exuding the same level of control and standard of excellence that they should expect out of their employees. But because certain people in those positions acquire them through having to fight through unfair treatment and the trauma of other people from a similar position they perpetuate that in their own ways based off their personality and so it's like i've seen that but then i've also seen where it's from ignorance because they are given something of high responsibility that Mm -hmm. they lack the capability and from their inability they ineffectively communicate Mm -hmm. and put other people in difficult situations and instead of taking responsibility they deflect and Mm -hmm. from their deflection it shows their weakness and incapability but because of their positioning it frames this sort of narrative of the rest of the people within that executive chain when it's really only that one toxic person Mm -hmm. and those are the two things i've seen and experienced and kind of what that Mm -hmm. goes like but you know to your point i mean dog it's difficult i think that's an issue in every industry and i don't think it's going to change because i don't think i don't think it's it's an it's not an industry issue it's a people issue oh yeah it's a person problem it's someone not putting in the work within themselves yeah. or having too much hubris to not see where they could possibly pivot, change and grow. I struggle with it. So I understand mm-hmm. how it can be difficult to pivot. Like some could say I'm a little bit too patient for my own good with this. Uh, right. <laughs> so it's like, I get told I'm too nice all the time. Oh, same. But like I've, kind. I've learned the, adv- when it's enough of the same thing from people I trust as well as people I don't trust. Mm-hmm. Now it's something I have to address. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in those positions of power, because of that wall they have between them and the common person, mm-hmm. and there's a limited amount of pers- people that can check them and who they are. Mm-hmm. And if everybody else is already in that same mindset within that con- like you know infrastructure of business or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. 
they're not going to give a damn how they treat the other person. Oh, yeah. Because they want to make sure when they go through that, they get the same level of like, I get the fuck out of here, mm. you know, which ultimately is politics, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would call it politicking in the industry, which I think I do a pretty decent job of, even though I don't like it. Because it's at the end of the day, like, for instance, let's say you play a song for me, right? Cool song, vibe song, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I think it's trash. That is my personal opinion. I think you don't have the best chords. I don't think whatever. Like, just the music is not enjoyable. That's my personal opinion, mm-hmm. right? But now, if you're an artist or a producer playing something for me in hopes of having a critique or a feedback that can be constructive, I can't just tell you it's trash because I'm telling you a problem. Instead, what I should tell, if I hear a problem, if I speak on the problem, I should have a solution or a plan of action to find a solution if I'm addressing your problem. Mm -hmm. If I'm just addressing your problem, we are not moving forward. There is no growth here. There is only destruction here Mm -hmm. in this conversation because I'm calling out something that you probably already knew and you were hoping I could either validate your opinion or invalidate your opinion and show you that maybe you are looking at your project in an improper way. Which, if I was thinking it's trash, I'd probably be invalidating their opinion. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so how I would address it is like, yo, uh, I think it's a solid attempt, but I think you may be falling short in a couple ways. Or I might even not even go into that. I might just be like, what's your vision with this record, right? Because mm-hmm. like, it depends. If the person already told me the vision, I'll go right into like the critique. Mm-hmm. But if they haven't told me the vision of the record, I'm like, yo, so what are you trying to do with this record? Mm-hmm. It sounds very interesting. Because it is interesting. It's mm-hmm. interestingly trash. But... You know, like, what are you doing here? Then it's like, well, you know, I'm trying to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I see what you're trying to do here, but I think you've fallen short in a couple ways because you maybe probably didn't pick the best chords for this progression, uh-huh. or maybe you could have selected some different drums here just uh-huh. because I feel like you wanted to go for that boom pap sound, but instead mm-hmm. you went for a boom sound. Like, it's just just ways to subtly point out to them where they could rethink their approach. Yeah, because it's the same thing with me. My songwriting is shit. My melodies are okay. Uh-huh. My beats can be dope, but sometimes they can be extra. Yeah. I'm aware of my creative process because I allow objective opinion to enter my creative process as a form of letting me know what is delusional uh-huh. in my thought of myself and what is objectively fact. Yeah. And some people just want to live in their delusion. Yeah. So it's very difficult for them to take those type of critical opinions, which is why tact is useful because you can't just tell niggas that shit is trash because in the creative world, they also... Unlike other industries, mm-hmm. the creative world is difficult because art is expression ultimately. And if you critique the art, a lot of the artists fairly, but also falsely assume you're critiquing them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that goes its own way. <clears throat> That's something I personally got to get better with because it's tough. I got to get, it's tough. I usually get straight to the point, to be honest. And I don't blame you. I, I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people like yourself, they like executing, you know, they're like getting shit done quickly so they can have more fun type shit. But mm-hmm. With people, it's unfortunately not that simple. Oh, yeah. No, I know it's not, sadly. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad I have people in my life where I could pretty be, I think, bluntly honest with. And But that's the thing I wish I could get better at just because I know I think I've had a few instances where people ask... Because that's the thing. I don't say anything until you ask me. For because sure. I know if I say something, it's, it's gonna probably just... going to come off as a little hurtful. And I don't mean it like that. Yo, but check it out, though. It's like that in... I don't even know what a therapist would say it is. But I feel like that is something that maybe you've developed as a trauma response uh, from constantly saying how it is. So you're like, instead of just saying shit, 
I just don't say anything at all. Yeah. But that could, that's also destructive because think about it this way, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you are knowledgeable on the topic uh-huh. and you address it at its core. That moment of checking that person and addressing the situation when you see it uh-huh. could be the moment of, yeah, yeah, they say, fuck you. They mm-hmm. hate you. But if they're of the right mindset and they learn a growth mindset and you're correcting them from a place of, I know this and I think this would better you. Yeah. You shouldn't feel that that is bad because you're really helping them. Yeah. But that gets into another tricky conversation of what is our place to comment on, right? Yeah. Which And that's how I feel like too. Here's the thing. In the workplace, I feel because of the nature of corporate America and how things are structured, if you are in a position Mm -hmm. of power and manage, if you are a manager or something of that sort, you have an obligation, especially if you're older and have more wisdom. Mm Mm-hmm to impart some level of like wisdom and knowledge upon to your employees. Is it necessary? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel there is some unspoken responsibility. Like, Hey, I'm a manager. I'm leaning over these people. Let's mm-hmm. say you're 14 year old managing, uh, not 14, like 18 year old managing like 20 somethings. They're probably not going to listen to you talk about personal shit. Right. <laughs> but if you're fucking good at what you do when you hear people's problems and you hear you yeah. are you establish rapport and relationships yeah. they will respect yeah. what you say you know what i mean like yeah. they may not like be like okay whatever the fuck you yeah mean. but if you're like yo so the way you did this actually or the way you handled this situation mm-hmm. i think it wasn't the best because this person wanted to do this and you wanted to do this but this is what ended up happening i'm not saying that you shouldn't have done what you did but i think if you wanted to achieve this result yeah. this is how you could have approached it I don't don't take this as a personal attack, but I do know you're capable of more. So let's yeah. look at this, this, and this to see maybe if this situation happens again, Yo. we might not have the same result. Yes, sir. It, you don't need to be older than somebody to have that conversation nope. if you're aware of communication. Yeah. And most people aren't because yeah. those skills aren't necessarily taught. They're soft skills. Some are yeah. hard, but some of those are soft skills. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, dog, it's really just how you communicate. Oh, yeah, with yeah I agree with it's, you it's, on it's, that it's, too. It's, it's just coming from a place of intent, I feel. Yeah. Even if you don't have the knowledge, like fucking at least being clear with your intent. Yep, I feel with that exactly. Like I even do these little personal reviews. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's definitely where my tech comes in because recently I had someone where they're not, I think they're great. Uh, to be honest, I think they are a great person. Uh, they just get distracted a lot. So Fair. that was just the main topic of our whole review. Like mm. I told her like what she was really all great at. But in the end, I was like, look, you have fallen short in these places, this and that. And the thing is, she is also one of the employees who are like outspoken and get defensive when they get critiqued. So mm. they gotcha. would have excuses or they're like, oh, what about this person or that person? Mm. And I'm like. Like, I understand this and that, but, like, we're talking about you. Um, and pretty much I just reiterated, like, look, this is just what you need to work on. I mean, it's not, it's not that much uh, of a big deal. But overall, like, I know what you've been doing. I've seen the, the initiative you've, you've also shown because she's also been trying to do a little more. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you do want to continue to grow, there is things you do need to stop. For sure. And I think that you're coming from a place mm-hmm. where it's like you're showing the path, you're showing mm-hmm. what you see. And if they really do want to grow and they want to like have a good time at the job, mm-hmm. it would be worth their time to listen, you know, especially knowing you because you've actually been at those positions. Because oh, yeah. I remember you were working this company for a Oh boy, six years. Bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like yeah. you can definitely use your experience to speak to other people's experience mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I want to pivot this because we do 
have another combo. Yeah. That, um, yes. This is actually okay. This, of of the top topics of today, this is actually oh, a little shit. bit more serious. Damn, I <laughs> forgot about this one. No, nah, yeah, no. This this one's a bit of a doozy. Okay, so real quick, just like context for this combo, right? Um, so me and Basic, we're t- we're attempting. All right. For those of you in the comments that are about to go ballistic if we butcher this one, we're attempting yeah. to do more current events because we're keeping up more with world events and yeah. we think a lot of these things do affect us in America and we yeah. feel there's a problem with the newer generation of people, which is <sighs> entertainment first, knowledge second is the best way I could put it, yeah. which is I feel a lot of us are blinded by our day-to-day lives that we don't realize other people don't have the luxuries we have freely in this country. And so paying attention to current events is another way we could all be more proactive in our communities because we're aware other people are trying to be proactive in their communities. I feel there's a thin line with this shit though. Yeah. Because like with what's been going on with Israel Hamas, which that isn't a topic of the conversation, but yeah. just to give context about what we're about to get into, it's like when you get into global conversations, even politics, like current events, it gets tricky because what's true? What's uh, not true? Yeah. And then even what is true, once that's agreed upon, uh-huh. like what is the right thing to do? And yeah. then you get a conversation of morality, which is very difficult, morality uh-huh. and ethics. So with that context, like just letting on that word, tempting current events, yeah. don't flame us if we yeah. miss like 10 pieces of information. Yeah. We're figuring this shit out. That being said though, basic take what, away. Which I'm excited with doing that because like as you know, coming off of the, the talk of like lingo mm-hmm. and thing, and I've told you this before, the point of doing stuff like this is I told Natty, I want this to mature. And I think this is a very good balance of doing, you know, our parts of entertainment. Without a doubt. Because to be honest, like the Kai, Nicki Minaj, I see bits of stuff like that. Yeah. Like uh, creativity wise, I try to stick to like my photography or like this, I guess, philosophical points of things. Or what? how can I do to make to be creative? I don't see like some some of this side of things. Yeah. Um, but now like with current events, like podcasts i've been recently watching like things they say which i feel i mean and that's and i feel like here we can say we're i feel like we're more open to say things when it comes to podcasts and stuff i there is a worry where you kind of i guess can get canceled or people judge but i think in the end that's we're here to be authentic yeah i mean i'm and i'm i want to share my point of view and things and if we i mean next episode if we get into like if you know if israel or hamas are still going if which Gaza, is more than likely it's more likely if it's still happening going. in the next few months if of course if we get into that conversation and i'll do my research of course because that's the thing i don't want to enter too many conversations where i don't know everything uh, like right now i am just like reading segments and stuff like that but if we're going to get into a conversation i do want to come in with knowledge and then have my actual point of view of things and then in the end this will be a field of personal respect towards other people's views yeah and if we end up live streaming this as well like comment sections which there is we will happen, yeah which hey for those of y'all comment down below what type of food you'd like us to see bake see us yeah yeah for real we though. are planning a baking stream it's yeah. just super tedious for us but it's, it's happening gonna happen. so dead ass like if you you want to see basic you know make a red velvet cupcake comment that below in the comment section please I've only, I only did that one baking. I, I baked some cookies for my mom. 
That's, that could that post that post I made. Fuck it, I do. Yo, that's bad. This guy. I haven't really, really haven't baked like that though. Uh, but yeah, comment I'll, that below. I'll Whatever be you'd down. like to see us bake. But uh, yeah, um, to take it away. What we got? What we got on the current event segment of the day, my guy? So yeah, like as Natty said, <laughs> we're we're attempting uh, to get into the current event. So I've taken some notes over these uh, little, I guess, cheat sheets per sure. Yeah, cheat sheets, news newsletters I get uh, in my emails. Um, so I don't know too much about the uh, the conference itself. Um, I kind of just know the basis of things, and I guess a little bit of who's involved. Um, I don't know the outcome of it. Every I think it ended yesterday. Oh wow! Um, so this is like recent, recent. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, I think a whole week thing. Oh shit! Okay, I got think you. So. Uh, if not, just a couple of days. But I mean, overall, we're talking about here. Let me get this off real quick so I can see. Adjustments. Yes. Adjustments. It's basic. All right. All right. So overall, I'm going to kind of read the whole thing. Climate advocates say the weak language in the new draft indicates that the COP28 presidency, which oversees the conference and writes the agreement, is pandering the oil producing nations. And the circumstances around this year's conference aren't good for beating the who thwarted allegations. Pretty much the new draft is. So from what I know, I guess COP28 presidency, I guess COP28 is the. I guess the organization or the, yeah, the organization, it's not sure how many countries are involved, um, but it's definitely by the dozens. Uh, a good a majority of the world is involved in this, and they agreed last conference that they would, you know, lower emissions by five, 2 to 5%. Um, again, don't call me on all this, but we're not meeting standards. And the, the head of this this conference now is the president of this conference is Sultan Al-Jabbar, um, an Imatari politician who runs the UAE state-owned oil company. He came under fire last week for claiming that there's no science to support the need for fossil fuel phase-out, which he walked back the next day. So again, I wouldn't know exactly what that is. Hey, man, that's that's a man. That's a case of fuck them kids yeah the next day be like oh wait those are our kids (laughs) my bad don't fuck them kids like the fate so the whole point of this is everyone's trying to phase out of fossil fuels you know of course the best way they can um but everyone's kind of just not meeting and it's supposed i think it's supposed to be due by 2050 we're supposed to hit a certain goal and again we're falling short uh, of that because with according to scientists um you know world's getting harder i feel like that's true um seasons changing and whatnot but we're not doing it and it was very i guess how do you how would you say mm. a weird environment for this conference because again the president was it an oil he was a, a yeah. president of an oil company that's kind of sus bro I mean, yeah well, big I, sus here's the thing i'm so uneducated on this shit but like you know context clues read between the exactly. lines exactly i'm like dude there's obviously some agenda here mm-hmm. now what the agenda is hey let's put on our conspiracy theories mm-hmm. hats. they can go crazy but like there it is obvious that they wouldn't want a phase out of oil because who has the surplus of oil mm-hmm. fill in the blank said people within that association at least no saudi arabia is known for that anyway but <laughs> it's like you know i get it you're 
I'm trying to look at it from his perspective, right? Like, let's yeah. let's, let's try to be like, you know, see at their side. He's like, y'all trying to get to all this renewable energy. We got all this oil right here that could be funding our Money. economy for mm. like, you know, whatever yeah. the fuck. So it's like, why would I want to lose such a surplus, especially if it's leverage, which I believe yeah. they may have enough to be le- like, to be like, yo, this is essentially us losing our leverage if we shift the use of fossil fuels out and do Pretty this other much. shit, right? So I'm like, okay, I get it. You're going to weaken in your, you know, UN power maybe, or that's going to affect your economic standing in some way, which could leave you vulnerable to some attack from somebody in some way. Get it. Yeah. But does that, should that encourage the destruction of the planet that you're trying to have set country yeah. and like you know what I mean like yeah I'm like I don't see the longer term thinking but it also doesn't matter because who cares right like yeah. if they're they have they seem to have enough power and influence where it's like I just want my side to be okay right yeah <laughs> so and that's where I get to the thing I mean for me it's something I recently I I don't know how you would say it, nihilistic or whatever but I mean any I feel like the in the end of all things a lot of things do come to money and power yeah everything in this it's world, very difficult to like, not get to that I feel. yeah and so that's where again i don't know the whole backstory to these things mm-hmm. or like what really needs to be done comment that in below but, but it's just like why in the end i feel like it's money for them or it's like i feel like they can they can't limit it but in the end they're just like no buy from us as much as you can because we're trying to profit as much as we can mm-hmm. as a it doesn't matter where the end game is going or we're just too we're well, too greedy a, to think about the end game exactly like it could be something as so simple as exactly just the, the greed exceed it's like seeing red like mm-hmm. once you're pissed off as fuck because yeah. all you see is red because again that i feel like they could limit the you know it doesn't it, they're not saying eliminate the whole fossil fuel i mean i believe if there's a if there's a solution to that if we could then it would benefit us as a whole in the world but in the end no, there won't be a whole elimination of oil. It's just y'all got to find ways to to drop it, to drop it a little bit. Sheesh, yeah, but uh, it's it's a yeah. That just seems like a tough deal. You know what I mean? Like even just looking at some of the notes, like it just seems to be very much like what is the next step, right? Because it's what they need, yeah. like a what is it? Yeah. They need like a approval. Or yeah. Just... So what does it say? What now? Uh, I'm not going to read that third paragraph. Uh, UN climate summit deals need unanimous approval to pass with some representatives considering the current draft, a death sentence per rooters. There will likely either be more revenge or no agreement at all. See, yeah. So this is where I get into you earlier. Yeah. We, how we were talking. Yeah. They kind of left this conference, not knowing what the fuck is really going to happen because I guess in the end, again, they they were just trying not to talk about phasing out overall they just they kept trying i guess they tried to keep the conversation in oil is the way to go or yeah and it's so just, like now, again like i said now they're now they're either gonna keep making revisions who knows how long like stuff like that takes or there's just no agreement at all so like what what the hell yeah no it's just that to me like if i were to dumb that down to like a regular conversation it's like hey we all said we were going to go to McDonald's, mm-hmm. but Billy's been telling us we're going to Jack in the Box forever. And now <laughs> he's like, yo, there's no reason why we, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. actually, that's a terrible analogy. But my point, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, but my point with the analogy is like, yo, you could tell very much. They're like, hey, don't take away my oil. Yeah. Let's, let's, it lets me have fun. It's like, well, your oil's fucking up everyone else's fun uh-huh. and our kids' fun. 
I don't know, man. Well, that's that just that that doesn't bode well. Um, but if I were to have like a final statement on that for me personally, yeah. I'll say, guys, like let's do our part in where we can influence stuff. So if you have a community or like a local government that you can have a say in, mm-hmm. have that voice, be mm-hmm. that voice, because when you have so much power and you can literally just prolong the inevitable, which could be a very unfavorable future. That's not a great place to be, I would say. And I feel like that can be avoided by just having the voices of scientists and other people not be silenced. But the thing is, it can't be silenced if everybody is in support. Which I will, to pivot from this conversation to a a little bit more of like a positive outlook, Uh I will say what's been going on with like, you know, the Israel Hamas stuff, which Uh has kind of been a big social media climate, which prayers out for Congo because there's so many other places that are going through so many traumatic things too. But, um, just because Israel and Hamas is kind of fresh on everyone's mind and whatnot due to various propaganda and things of that nature. I will say it has shown me that the younger generation and you guys will notice I have a, I'm a very, I'm a fan of the younger generations as of recent because they are really showing how to take action behind their ideals and their Mm -hmm. worldviews. Some not so great, some pretty good and they'll give it a voice. They'll use their platforms. They'll band together. They'll create groups. They will, share information information that's not just hearsay but factual articles mm-hmm. they'll call their secretaries or senates the you know board of house whatever the fuck uh-huh. like they'll do these things which you know don't get me wrong i'm not saying that in sense of oh that's great for y'all i'm not gonna do it i still try <laughs> to pay my part by even in recent years just getting more educated about this stuff and actually voting you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. which vote it matters i know it for those of for those of us who are minority standing, you may think it doesn't or it just doesn't feel like it is. And for the most part, there's enough power in the government to where it may not if someone is, has enough financial investment in a certain outcome, right? But I do not think that should stop us from voting. What it should even promote us to do more is to speak out. Yes. Because voting is one of the things. Uh-huh. It's only It is the simplest thing we can do our best part in and it's what... You know, people who want to lobby and have their own opinions in politics, like, will try to attack. But it is one of the very few liberties of a couple of the liberties that Americans have that we need to protect and we need to take part in. That being said, though, I mean, please don't be a fucking idiot if someone votes for somebody else. Like, I get it. Politics is very heated right now. We're in a bipartisan country. But, like understand try to understand policy because that's what i'm trying to do right now i'm really trying to understand like politics policy and really what it means yeah one because i'm trying to write about it more but on top of that i'm like if this system is as flawed as it is is there any good at all and if there's no good at all what am i voting for and and, and i and i'm and i'm really trying to come to um understanding of that answer granted Unfortunately for some hearing this, I am still holding on to the lesser of two evils ideology uh-huh. until I can learn more about policy and politics. Yeah, I hear that though. Because I, I kind of see things. It's, it's In the end, it is lesser of two evils. I mean, that, it's, it's kind of. It's just, a whole other conversation. Again, I'm not educated on everything, but politics in itself, sadly, it's down to two parties. When there's a, more parties involved in the beginning, but it always comes down to the last two. Yeah, I mean, and come it's on, all, let's get they're all backed by fucking money. And the is companies. Yeah, back in the, laundering, you know, like it's, it's I mean, we're really ran by billionaires, TBH. Um, but uh, 
that's what I was gonna get at though with the with the voting. I don't know. Do we can we get into the the pregnancy a little bit? Yeah, no, let's talk about that. Actually, that was actually the one thing I want to transition. So into. yeah, like the yeah voting. This is why I say voting is important because yeah. like the so we're talking. I think I just know Kate. Kate first name. I'm not sure last name. Uh, recently in Texas, she had to get an abortion out of state. I'm not sure where she went. Um, because she had to go to court to even try to get an abortion here in Texas, and it was taking too long before they even came to a decision. So again, she went out of state, got the abortion, but over, her baby was diagnosed with something that I guess was life-threatening to her. It and was, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's just what Dude, the Dude, here, here's the thing. I, it's, it's at a point now to where I understand the pro-life um, argument predominantly, which is like, hey, you know, that child doesn't have the ability to even make a decision. You know, it's a human being too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which... The conversation from last I remember, because I actually had a class on this in college, which it's it's been long enough to where it's obviously not as fresh on my mind, but I rem- the ethos of the conversation um, that I remember was the fight isn't between if the the baby you know is a person, you know what I mean? Like there's not like oh is a zygote a human so killing like that's not where the conversation is with abortion and pro choice and all that. What it seems to be is whose rights matter more mm-hmm. does the mother have the rights to her body does that matter more than the child's right to life mm-hmm. um and it's very interesting because it's like i understand the side of like the pro-life where it's like hey you know there is potential here there is untapped potential um which one could argue for worse or for better but they would always pitch it for better because it's life at the end of the day especially mm-hmm. if you're a humanist um, humanist, stoic, mystic there's like different ideologies and philosophies you would tend to think you lean towards pro-life but for me I think if you are truly pro-life you leave room for choice because um, pro-choice mm-hmm. especially the extremists for pro-choice I'm not a fan of them, I don't agree with them what because, are what are extremists for pro-choice? Um, I can only speak of one because I only know one person who fills this extreme. So mm-hmm. it's not enough general statement. This is just a very specific to that person statement. Uh, okay. But um, there's there's like people who hold to the thought with pro-choice, like I want the freedom to do whatever I want with my body, and that's mm-hmm. kind of just where their conversation ends. Mm-hmm. It's not really an intellectual conversation. It's more so a hedonistic mm-hmm. mindset that. Mm-hmm pro-choice should be very much a thing for this country because Mm -hmm. of the freedom of which I should be able to do whatever I want with Mm -hmm. my body and the government shouldn't govern my body Mm -hmm. um, or have a limited approach to governing my body whatever the fuck right Mm -hmm. Um, I don't fuck with that not because of the limited government part but specifically like your hedonistic you having a hedonistic lifestyle and using that as an excuse to not accommodate for others who live in a country that that might harm very selfish very narrow-minded I don't fuck with Mm-hmm. However, um, the pro-choice kind of pro-life, pro-life stance that does hold on to pro-choice sort of sentimentality that I personally hold to is life should always be valued because that's what all of us try to have, mm-hmm. have more of, have a fuller life, have a happier life, ideally, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that in the case of an abortion for a mother, should it be a thing? Mm-hmm. It should only be allowed or permitted 
if it is a life-threatening situation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where my pro-life stance gets very controversial for some, because I don't think abortion should be possible if you had sex out of wedlock unless you were raped. Mm-hmm. That's my stance on that, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty adamant. So I'm pretty you would ad- agree if the woman wanted an abortion because she got raped, like would she you? should have it. She okay. should have the freedom to have that yeah. child, adult. I don't care. Yeah. You should be able to have it. Is it right? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Morally speaking, from my religion and my belief, mm-hmm. I don't think it is right. Yeah. But because of the fucking country we live in and the ability that you should have the autonomy to make decisions for your life, mm-hmm. especially if it was something that's traumatic mm-hmm. and looking at that child might, might, because I don't think it does. Once a child is born, I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But looking at that child might bring back memories of that very traumatic moment mm-hmm. for you, especially if it's something tied to the death of other people. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of cases where that's tied to that. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's very hard for someone, yeah. for me to tell someone don't have that abortion. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I, 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 I feel there's too much authority coming yeah. from me to stop that. Yeah. And that's where I feel pro-lifers will step on that reality. Uh-huh. But if you're around here fucking people and then you get pregnant and you don't want to have the baby because uh-huh. you were fucking around with people and you don't want to have that responsibility, uh-huh. I'm sorry. And this is just me, by the way. So this is my opinion. Feel free to criticize me. You chose to fuck with people. And a consequence for that action, although very low if you do it responsibly, is still having a child. Yeah. So you should expect the reality of mm-hmm. that being a consequence for your decisions. Yeah. Because life isn't something haphazard that you can mm-hmm. just toy around with. But because of the casual sex revolution like the 1960s or 70s, that that has distorted that conversation. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, let's just be pragmatic about our ideology around abortion. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real fucking listic about this shit. Like, yes, it is disgusting. It is terrible. I've seen what an abortion looks like, especially mm-hmm. some that take later. You're essentially cutting a fucking baby in half. It's mm-hmm. not great. It's not yeah. fun. It's not the shit you want to be hearing yeah, about. That's and that's one of them. I'm pretty sure there's other abortions. I'm a biology student. I should know more. Sue me. <laughs> but, like, it's just not a pleasant thing for the yeah. mother. And I've known some women who've had abortions. Uh-huh. And it's a very difficult thing to go through. Mm-hmm. It's a very, like... One, they're going into your body in a very uninvasive way. Yeah. And it's this whole process. And it's like, there's just a lot of emotions that happen for the women that go through this. Like, it's not just, haha, slip, slip, done, I'm out. Some yeah. it is, which yeah. I think they're demons. Yeah. But like, for the most part, it's still a very fucking difficult procedure to go through, even if you have to go through it mm-hmm. for the sake of just like the emotional trauma. Yeah. Um, now, there's obviously people who don't go through that. And maybe there's a, a, a very vocal minority that's speaking on this topic but in my position in my stance on this i think it's very foolish very selfish very irresponsible to take the opportunity of choice away from a mother Mm -hmm. especially when life is threatened yeah um i just don't think there is any place for any human authority any human authority Mm -hmm. to really speak on that outside of the mother of the child and maybe the father of the child Mm -hmm. maybe and the maybe is very 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 seldom few exceptions for that maybe um but it's difficult Mm -hmm. because this gets to our initial conversation we had about policy and politics It's Mm -hmm. like well then how does government implement better policy around this Mm -hmm. comes from the people fucking talking Mm -hmm. um but i also think there's a lot of like social agendas and cancel culture around having this type of opinion Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, dude, I this case, this case, and by the way, for all of those who are interested in the story, you can find it actually on the Dallas Observer uh, Instagram. They have a they have a really cool setup to where you can go to the link in their bio and all their posts have like an article post nice. on it. It's pretty cool. But um, yeah, like I really recommend um looking into that story and honestly taking action. Me personally, I'm I am going to be taking action on a lot of the policies and things I believe in in the near future. Um, because this actual past year and a half has been a very reflective year for me because I started writing. Mm-hmm. And um, for all those who are writers, I respect you heavily, especially in recent years, mm-hmm. because the process of writing has shown me so much of what I think and feel and believe and hold to be true. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that my, I haven't been doing my part in my community because mm-hmm. I've been holding on to a childish mentality uh-huh. that I feel a, other, a lot of other millennials have to where it's uh-huh. like, I feel millennials are one of the very few generations that stuck to their childish ways. Uh-huh up until their like adulthood uh-huh. and some in a good way and some in a bad way. Yeah. Cause there's some benefits to, like having a childlike wonder. It's exactly. like creativity. Yeah. But then there's also the chai childlike naivety, night, nativity. Yeah. Naivete. There it is. Naivete. Yeah. Where it's like, it's a very, um, childish, just limited, un unaccurate view of the world. Yeah. And it forces a lot of ideologies and politics that are unrealistic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Uh, and that's, again, where I get to, like, the voting part of things because it's, right now, I mean, they're even, Ohio is another restrictive state on, like, these abortion laws. Uh, and they, they're they talking about making it illegal to even go out of state. Um, Which is insane. Insane. Uh, and then Texas themselves <laughs> recently as well, I think, I think it was a part of the cake case or it was a different um, thing or it was just a different segment in general. But um, there was, I think women ended up calling out websites were being removed. Um, Any kind of option to have an abortion anywhere or finding information about it was almost nearly impossible. And it was called out. And again, I'm not sure how it ended, but... I'm like, it's wild to think about that. And depending again, what's, who's voted in to government, uh, it is kind of, it is fearing to think about where those laws can go. Yeah. And also too, it's like, bro, a lot of this does come from, I would say lack of education. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want to do, man. We got no, yeah, we got to educate, yeah, bro. So need, yeah, try to make education fun. But to also, be honest, because it's just, bro. I we're, I'm seeing more of it towards just we need to, we need to be more knowledgeable. We need to be, yeah. And even for us, right? Like we know in our lives, we're trying to do more. Which yeah. why we make this content for y'all. Yes, because we want to know more, so y'all can know more. Exactly. So we can all know more. Yo, <laughs> and we just do more together. Yes, sir. But you know, in this process of knowing more, basic. We also want to have fun, right? Yeah. And so it leads us to the last segment of the podcast for the day, which is a new segment we're trying out. Um, just because we got a new mixer, we're going to try to get the fuck out because we can. We're going to be reacting to some new music. Yes. And unfortunately, it's not as new new because it's really last week's music as next week's. This week's music comes out in two hours. And we're not giving you a three-hour podcast. Sorry, not sorry. Maybe <laughs> later. Follow us on no YouTube. three-hour podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Instagram. Yeah. Um, subscribe on Pornhub, all that stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. So, today, all right, we're going into my Discover Weekly, 
which we'll probably do basics in the next two. You know, we're open to whatever. We're now I'm not gonna lie, we, we was okay. We were low key bumping this on accident Yo. a little bit earlier. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just preface this real quick. We got <laughs> Alien Love Call by Turnstile, Bad Bad Not Good, oh, and Blood Orange. Running that shit. <laughs> Yo, nah, shit's gas. This is my last year of smoking, Mom. I love you. Oh, okay. Okay. No, we'll yeah. talk about that next episode. Okay. okay. Interesting. No, it's not Clinton, but... Uh, uh, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I know. Hey. I was so happy that he played this earlier. I was like, yo, this has to be the intro to like every episode or something. Yo, low key, it might be. Like to be honest, I told her like 30 seconds to a minute, fuck around or whatever, and this is just playing in the background. Just, uh, bro, just this vibe. Yeah. music is like especially when you listen to it over and over again uh, or even the first take like you capture uh, you can capture a lot of the sounds hell yeah I mean there's well in good music right mm, oh yeah in good, in good music, <laughs> in good you know music. yeah yeah I love I'm, when you can hear a, a, a great variety of sounds oh, like this oh that's and you hear the guitar what's that oh that's a bass right there hold on yeah. This is like a GTA song. Bro, I can see this as like um, GTA, but there's another video game I'm thinking of. FIFA. FIFA? Yeah, this is like some shit that you would have like in the menu. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing the character great yeah. shit, you're doing fucking Dude, turning. that'd be a great menu song, bro. Bro, I this think... This would be a great no, this menu would be song. insane. It'd be insane. Damn. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, I had a feeling. I was hoping they would come back. Yeah. Yo. Come on, baby. Oh, they came back hard. Yo, you better go off. <laughs> Come on. Yo, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. Bro, Bar could go over this. For real, man. To be honest. 
All right, we got another. We got another one coming. What's the next one? Atomic. Atomic by Azia. Do you know this artist? I don't, but Azia. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at this. Hold up. You got 85 followers? Yeah. 85K? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's it. we are sorry. Yo. All right. Oh. I fuck with it, bro. This is a great song, hell yeah. She's a producer on records. Hold on. Hold on. I produce songs that I want. want baby Harry to sing. Yo. Okay, so turn. Damn. Written, produced. Okay, she's doing her thing. Hey, I want to work with you. I'm trash, bro. I want to work with you. Yeah, she's doing her thing, bro. Yeah, no, oh, she's yeah. going in, bro. I have to give her more of a listen. No, this is. Oh, okay. It was subtle. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I like the subtle. And then it's gonna go. Yeah. That's too. Yeah. 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 Oh, this song, yeah, I like this one. We're on two fire songs right now. Bro, oh, for yeah. real. Oh. Hold on, hold on. I kind of like that little transition. Hey. Uh. Okay, Flo Millie. Beat ready, guy. Have you ever heard of her? Yeah. She's been kind of popping off recently. He's beating the right ball, his hand on my coochie. He's touching a million poochie. Whoa. Bitch, I'm Gucci, fly to Asia, he feeding me sushi When we fucking, it feel like a movie Bro, bitch, ain't never been a groupie Still on a hoe, I like my nigga bougie Tell me you'll never wanna lose me 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 Never, never Whoa Tell me you'll never wanna lose me Tell me you'll never wanna lose me Tell me you'll never wanna lose me Keep me a Haitian, I love me as old we having weird sex on a boat. That's the best place that weird sex. <laughs> to be honest. Hey. Whoa. 
Hey. Okay. Whoa. That's dangerous. No. That's that dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Punchy. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Hey. 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 I hate like Scooby. <laughs> that's what he said, bro. No, that's my that's favorite great. line. I just got that. That, that was my favorite line. line he said. Oh, that's hard, Yo. Okay. All right. All right. Like all right. Yo. So basically, I, th- I think we can wrap up on that, boy. Yeah. We don't want to give them too much of this craziness right here. I will say, actually, real quick, real quick, plug. And for all those of you watching this podcast, and you are an independent artist or somebody on the come up with your creative act, please DM uh, Basic or myself, Nathaniel Bear, and just send us your stuff. Yeah. We would love... We're yes. building this. It's a platform. Yes. We want it to be for upcoming creators, yes. people who express their thoughts their abilities so please follow up with us we want you to have a platform and a voice yes but if you are capping and wilding we will not respond for real though so just a little bit of respect and tact hey see if you show some tact Tact. hey we might figure it out but regardless i'll leave the last bit up to you b i mean you kind of said it well honestly to be yeah hit us up i mean we do have a list of people that um i still want to contact and get in touch with um that's the whole point of this is to meet almost different variety of people different backgrounds people overall that can bring value to a conversation even i mean improve mine um i do like to conversate but i i don't believe i'm that educated in a lot of things though i know i know a little bit about a lot as well but again that's why i want to meet people that bring value to a conversation um want to share their experiences and what they feel like uh could be beneficial words to the world or their people facts yes sir facts yeah i guess on that note see y'all niggas later that's it it's a wrap it's a wrap